Welcome to episode 9 of the J&J Sportscast with me, your host, James. And your co-host, Joseph. Okay, so the first topic, as usual, on our schedule is the NFL's schedule and scores from the current week we are on, currently on week 13. Let's get right into it with our two Super Bowl predicted teams, and maybe one of them might not be a Super Bowl team as of late. More on that later. Okay, so first let's start off with our two teams. Joseph, your Vikings did not do so well. Well, is, the Vikings are kind of a they're kind of a struggling team. Like they're just they're we're kind, average. Kind of, we're firmly in the top eight. We will never get better. It feels like we're firmly in the top eight. Kirk Cousins had a mediocre game with two hundred and one yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions, and then. Brady, he was Brady, except for the touchdowns, with 311 yards and one touchdown. One interception also. Yes. The Patriots' rushing game was kind of non-existent. They had... Well, they have no rushing game. Everybody knows that, well, but we, they, they no, do they everything do. in screens. They do. Sony Michelle, he's had almost... He said he's had 100... He had 135 yards, two touchdowns in his last game. Or no, one touchdown in his last game. So they basically picked the better of the Georgia backs from last year. And plugged them in the system, and they've they've done well. I guess Cordell Patterson used to be a former Darryl. Viking. His name is Cordero. Okay, Revelation. whatever. Cordero Patterson. He 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 played against his former team, and he won. <laughs> this, Poor Vikings. Yeah. So, Shoney Michelle, his line was 17 carries for 63 yards, no touchdowns, and James White. This guy is a mystery man. He um. He he was like, and I, I think he still is listed as a running back. But he had he had six carries for twenty six yards, but seven catches for ninety two yards in this game. So seems like a wide receiver to me. Yeah, and he's listed at the top of the receiving yards, which really surprises me. Seeing as Gronk, Endelman, and Hogan were all fairly active and fairly active in catching passes. The Vikings' rushing was made up of Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray. Dalvin Cook actually didn't have that yeah. bad of a game. 84 yards. Yeah, on nine carries. On nine carries. 9.3 average per carry. No touchdowns. Latavius Murray with four carries for 11 yards and not a very good average there. 2.8 yards an, aver- uh, an average. Not a very good passing day for... Not it was no. not a very pass heavy game for either of these teams. It wasn't a very offense heavy game period. Only 49 yards for Stefan or for Stefan Diggs, and only 28 for Adam Thielen. Yeah, which that's that's ridiculous. He's listed as fourth in their receiving. He's usually up there with, like, number one or number Adam two. Adam Thielen. Yeah, yeah, Adam Thielen, that is. He's usually up there in the number one or two. Stefan Diggs, 49 yards. Thielen, 28. Kyle Rudolph, 38. Aldrich Robertson, I have no idea who that guy is. 37 yards. That kind of a sad game for Vikings, if you know what I mean. But the Patriots... The path they're going to keep winning. Yeah, um, we played with them through the first half, but kind of it was tied dropped. at ten at one point, and then we kind of stopped playing. Or Brady be- became Brady, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know the Broncos were totally carried by Philip Lindsay, hundred and fifty-seven yards with two touchdowns. This and it's crazy. He was he, he's he was on he he was on undrafted as. As a as a player last year, and then Broncos picked him up in free agency, I believe, and he has been outstanding. Almost at a hundred yards each game, multiple touchdowns. 
It sounds like an Adam Thielen game. Yeah. Or an Adam Thielen player. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't really there though the first couple of seasons and all of a sudden bam, he's carrying the team. Nineteen carries and hundred and seven yards and two touchdowns. So he had he was he was lighting it up out there. Royce Freeman, twelve carries for forty eight yards. The carries were pretty evenly distributed, only Philip Lindsay definitely demolished Freeman in yards. Cortland Sutton with four receptions for 85 yards, average 21.2 yards, and one touchdown. So he had about a 15-point, 16-point game, a 14-point game there. Sadly, I started Emmanuel Sanders rather than Cortland Sutton. I paid for that. Now, also, um, it's Cortland Sutton. He's definitely the number two receiver in the uh, in the Broncos depth chart. He's an ad. Just if you like, if you need a wide receiver slash flex, pick up Cortland Sutton. So now let's get into our Super Bowl teams matchup. The Rams played the Lions. Poor Lions. Yeah. They had no chance in this 30 game. 30-16, to 16, Rams utterly destroying. Todd J- or Jared Goff with 207 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Todd Gurley with 132 yards and two touchdowns. That's Gurley for you right there. Oh, the Lions, they're not the Lions. They've always struggled offensively. Like Garrett Blunt, 16 carries for 61 yards. Matthew Stafford, 245 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Not going to cut it against the Rams. Not going to cut it almost against anybody except for the Browns or a team that's as bad as they are. The Browns are actually better this year. The Raiders. Oh, are the Browns better than Lions record-wise? I think they might be. I, I know, no, they're, they are Cleveland Browns. They, I think they are, they're, I think they're four, they're four and eight, I believe, which means I think they're the same, same as the uh, Lions. Yeah, no, no, four and seven and one, one tie. So they actually have a better record. Uh, yeah. Counting a tie. A tie Let's, is better than a loss. Yeah, so, so, um, if you guys didn't know this, the Browns, are looking like a better hat. Like a, they're probably in, up there in like the first three quarters, and then the Chiefs, Chiefsies, uh, not the same. Uh, uh, though this, hmm, what should we do first? Should we do the Chiefs game or should we do the Saints game? Let's do Saints. Okay, so the Saints. This game absolutely shocked me. I'm speechless. That the Dallas the Dallas Cowboys are bad. They're seven and five, and I they know. got a big fan base behind them. And their defense was ridiculous in this game. Their, their young yeah. linebackers, Leighton Van Der Esch and somebody else, they were dominating. Their their entire defense was playing very well. Bottled up Alvin Kamara for eleven yards, thirty six carries. No, thirty six yards, eleven carries. Oh, thirty six yards and eleven carries. That's a lot of carries if it was thirty six carries. Drew Brees, 127 yards and one touchdown with one interception. That's not Brees-like. Not at all. Maybe he's showing some age? No, no, he's still he's playing like he's... Dak Prescott outplayed Drew Brees. 248, 248 yards, excuse me, one touchdown, no interceptions. And Zeke Elliott, he was Zeke. 23 carries, 76 yards. Uh, 76 yards and 23 carries isn't very good. I know. But he, when he's like the only person in the backfield besides Dak Prescott and Rod Smith, 
um, wasn't a very good yards per carry, but he was also very involved in the pass game. Six catches for 60 yards. So very, very good sense. Very good fantasy day for Zeke. And then now on to the Chiefs game. They just they were they, they they played a close one. They were very close against the Raiders. It was forty to thirty three, Chiefs favor. And Chiefs these are two. What doesn't what, do, what does what doesn't make sense is they have opposite records. The Chiefs are ten and two, the Raiders are two and ten. Yeah, and the Chiefs beat them by a touchdown. That's not very much. No, not at all. So I hope that, I, I'm hoping the Chiefs decided to like uh, let their rookies play and just kind of kind of give us is that like a like a like a bricking in of the rookies. I mean, I hope that because if, if they're playing all out, only lost and only won by a touchdown to the Raiders, I'm I'm ashamed of you, Chiefs. So Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes, he was 295 yards, four touchdowns, no picks, and then Mahomes had. Nine carries for fifty-two yards and no touchdowns. And then this, okay, this I'm going to spoil my fantasy ad here. But Spencer, where he's now their primary back since Kareem Hunt's gone for the year on the commissioner's exemplist. So he he had fourteen carries for forty-seven yards. Did save his day with a touchdown, with three point four yards per carry. Travis Kelsey, one hundred and sixty-eight yards with two touchdowns. Yep, he is one of the, he is top three. He's in, probably the probably ends. the best highest scoring tight end in fantasy. Yeah, because Gronk's been hurt like constantly, so that's ridiculous. This is this is wide receiver stats here, not tight end stats. Yep. Unless you're Travis Kelsey, he's always been pretty good. Yeah, he's been amazing. Derek Carr, uh, he was not he was not the problem here. Nope, two eighty five, two hundred eighty five yards, three TDs, no interceptions. Jalen Richard led the rushing attack. Six carries for 95 yards, no touchdowns. Doug Martin right behind him with 18 carries, 61 yards, one touchdown. Receiving it was a big day for tight ends in this game. Jared Cook, he had uh, he had seven receptions for 100 yards and one touchdown. So 16-point game for Jared Cook here. If you start him, good for you. So uh, there weren't any really other interesting games. I think the worst game this week was the Colton Jaguars. Six to nothing. No offense in this game. None at all. Andrew Luck had 248 yards with one interception. Cody Kessler? Yeah, he's the backup for Bortles. Still out. 150 yards, no touchdowns. Carlos Hyde, 36 yards for rushing. And then T.J. Yeldon, he's also he he's a running back, but he's definitely James White type. Seven receptions for four to nine yards. No offense in this game whatsoever. If you if you bought a ticket, went to this game. Ask for we'll your money. We'll pray for you. Ask for your money. Sue the sue. I'm not sure where this was played, but sue either the Jaguars or the Colts for having bad offense. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. Just a very bad game all around for those teams. I believe that concludes our NFL scheduling scores from week 13. See you in the next topic. Welcome to part two of our NFL segment. Let's let's get back 
get back right into it. So, with the big injury I see for this week is Colt McCoy, the quarterback for the Redskins, is down. He, I think he's his leg was hurting, but he was holding his hand when I watched the video of him walking into the locker room. So, he's another young quarterback, and I've noticed that, um, have you noticed this too? Like, a lot of young quarterbacks are beginning to use their legs a lot more than their arms. Like, Mahomes, he's a cannon, but he can run, too. Same with Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen, they're all really good rushing quarterbacks and also have incredibly talented arms. Well, it's just how the game has evolved a little bit. Like, the teams want dual threat quarterbacks. Mm-hmm, and definitely. players want money, and the teams have money. So they're going to become dual threat <laughs> quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, some are a lot more gifted, nat- natural, naturally gifted than others, like the, the ones that I mentioned. What do you think is the best out of that bunch? You kidding? Mahomes. No, Colt McCoy, um, Josh Allen, or Mahomes, like running wise, like who's better? Who's better on their feet? Josh Allen. He had like 135 yards last week, right? Yeah, that was crazy. Definitely, probably one of the best quarterback rushing games I've seen from a rookie. I, I haven't seen Cam Newton in his rookie season or Wentz in his rookie season, but I wish they were up there too. Okay, that brings us to our who's better. Breeze or Rogers. So let's start it off. Who do you think is better? Just period. Like first guess about well, without looking at the stats. Drew Breeze. I would agree with you. So there's a really interesting SI article that I read um today or uh, I guess this this week where it explained like Drew Brees coaches flag football also. So he's like a genius quarterback that plays there the coaches flag football. He's he's balancing being a good dad with playing in the NFL, which is a very commendable act. Kudos to him for having that work-life balance. <laughs> yeah, the, the article also explained that like people have been overlooking him, and I've been overlooking him a lot, a lot, too. It's kind of been, like, you think of, like, think of Rodgers and Rogers and Brady and Manning. The article said that... um. Those people, those guys are just are just, just shiny toys in the bouncy house. They're distracting. They're distracting you from Breeze's actual greatness. I I, I would I would agree with that. So let's start with Breeze's stats. So I think this is this is stats from twenty sixteen or twenty twenty sixteen. Yes, I believe it twenty sixteen. So he played sixteen games. Completion. Percentage was 72 yards, 4,334, and 23 touchdowns, 54 yards. This was long. Eight interceptions, three fumbles. His rating was 103.9, which Rodgers also played, started 16 games. Played, he, uh, his completion percentage was a little bit lower than Breeze, 60.7. 2,821 yards, 31 touchdowns, eight interceptions, Eight fumbles and his rating was ninety two point seven. So the stats are they're clear, they're sparkling. Breeze is the better quarterback out of this bunch. I I was going to do Breeze versus Brady. I might do that next episode. Just tell me tell me if you like that, guys. So yeah, I think we should do a Breeze versus Brady. I'm I'm supposed to say Breeze is better just because Brady's been spoiled, spoiled rotten like a little kid. Yeah. I but this year Breeze is Breeze is more weapons than Brady. Oh yeah, and yeah. Brady is still making it work. He's yep. like eight or nine and three. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. Brady has the 
age advantage. He's six. I think he's five or six years older than. No, he's two years older than Breeze. So a little bit of effect there, but <sighs> Breeze's completion percentage is way better. He's on pace for a record-setting completion percentage. His rating for this year is one hundred and twenty-one. Wow, that's better than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, crazy. That's but I think it's that's just because of his completion percentage. But he Holmes uses his legs a little bit, and Breeze isn't really. He's more of a stay in the pocket and just throw lasers right where you need it. And so stats say Breeze is better than Aaron Rodgers, and I think he's probably the goat. You just say completion percentage. He's he's so accurate. He's been on like the Saints were awful like five years ago. Now they're like almost Super Bowl level. But I'm. It'll be interesting to see how it turns out. Yeah, now that the Chiefs have lost Kareem Hunt, they're pretty vulnerable. That brings us to the close of NFL Part Two. See you guys in the next topic. Welcome to our next topic, Fortnite. Okay, so we're gonna start it off with this is a new segment. Tell us if you guys like our new 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 topic here. We're gonna go through um first our favorite legendary skins, favorite legendary harvesting tool, favorite legis- legendary back bling. We'll do this. Oh no, there's just there's just legendary back bling, I believe. So we're gonna go through our legendary skins and legendary back bling. Then we'll do our epic skins, epic back bling. Okay, so I'll start off with my two favorites. Mine's probably the wild card skin. It's just a guy in a white suit with a um with a uh a red red diamond over his one of his eyes. And that looks pretty cool. And then my other favorite is probably the enforcer. You can get that road trip season five, and you can purchase, or you can yeah, you can purchase the wild card for two thousand V bucks in the shop when it shows up next. Joseph, what are your two favorites? Mine is the visitor. It was a blockbuster in season four. It looks, it looks like it has a target on its face. It's really cool. It's it's like a more advanced version of the aim skin, which yeah, this has a it's it's like a bit it's like a big black screen on the front of it with like a target. And like a circle and then lines on it make it looks really cool just look it up we are using fnbr.co this is i believe this is sponsored by twitter and made by twitter this is a really cool website please if you guys have any interest in fortnite cosmetics at all check out this website they have all the websites there they have all the skins current and past skins and also the current item shop so what's your what, what, what would your other favorite be vertex uh probably yeah this is a, this is a pretty cool one. I, I almost bought this one over the NFL skin. It is a it's a dude in a very orange and black suit with like two little small eyes. Kind of looks like an Iron Man ish. Maybe maybe shout out to Iron Man there. So yes, and now moving on to season seven. So as you probably know, it, it is a season that's going to be mainly focused on. It's like a, it's a snow season. It has some. Actually, we're gonna take you through the leaked skins and the new vehicles. So season six begins. Um, seven begins. Season seven begins at four a.m. tonight. So if you want to play, then I'm not gonna stop you. But that's really morning. early. Oh yeah, tonight, tomorrow morning, very very early tomorrow morning, or extremely late tonight. So the new skin, this one I assume was a tier one hundred skin. It's a dude. that's it, it's on the teaser. How would you describe the skin? Like it's it's it's, it's a dude in armor, armorish, and then it has like 
I and then it's like it's eyeballs. like a black face with two bluish eyes. It's a hooded face with two blue eyes and a streak with same color as eyes, getting darker as it goes down, and then two little horns or four little horns on top. It, it, this looks really cool. Then there's then there's I believe these two are going to be the tier one skins. This looks, looks like a women version of a Black Panther of Black Panther, like what you say. Yeah. Maybe Black Panther sponsoring this game or something. Then it's just a dude. Looks like it's like an old dude with a beard that looks like he could be like a pirate, like a junk ship or something, <laughs> with with goggles on. Looks pretty cool. It's gonna it's going to cost, I believe, nine hundred fifty V bucks or ten dollars in US dollars. In this for, looks that, that's the battle pass. Yeah, battle pass. And this is this is going to be really cool. There's also um, they're also going to releasing. This new this is a new uh, mode where it's called creative where you can um almost cr- you can create anything you want really you can just you, the phone will be like your main tool you always have that and you can spawn your own chests and you can choose what loot you want in your chests you can spawn buildings like buildings like a clock tower or like a regular um shack from I don't know junk junction you can spawn almost anything. You want you can add like buses there like on the side. You can even make them float near. You can make a parkour course. You have toilets if you choose, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to. But I don't really care. But it's it's gonna be a really cool mode. It's kind of similar to Minecraft. It's like an open and you save your changes, so you can work on this world infinitely. But the max you can play is four hours at a time. Just that probably probably just for lag reasons. There. What do you think, Joseph? You think this is a good decision for Fortnite, or do you think it's gonna kind of like? get minecraft fans i don't know i think it'll definitely get a different um i definitely think it'll get a different um group of people on fortnite definitely like maybe some minecraft players coming over to fortnite maybe but honestly i i, I think i mean i won't be i won't play this very much because i like fortnite i don't like i like my or i like fortnite more than minecraft yeah he's not he's not more of a combat guy i'm a combat and i'm also a I'm also, I'm also a combat and a building dude. So season seven drops tomorrow morning at four a.m. Eastern time, three o'clock central. If you want to stay up to play that, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> but we're we're, we're going to get our sleep. We're, we're going to get our healthy twelve hours of sleep. Okay. I kind of doubt we'll get twelve hours. We'll probably get like nine or something. <laughs> yeah, but... I'll get ten. You'll get nine. Okay. We'll see you guys in the next topic. <laughs> Welcome to our next topic, college football rankings. Okay, so Alabama went 13-0, no surprise. Number two, Clemson also went 13-0, no surprise there. Notre Dame went 12-0. I would not have picked them to be there at at this point in the season, but I guess they're there. Oklahoma went 12-1. They pretty much ruled the Big 12. The only person that beat them was Texas. Georgia, eleven and two. They would have gotten in if they beat Alabama, but Alabama beat them by a touchdown. So Georgia's on the outside looking in. Ohio State at number six. The Big Ten was shut out for two straight years in a row, which yes, which means maybe we could get an eighteen playoff sometime soon. Yay! Teams like UCF could be in, which brings us to number seven, UCF. No Scott Frost, no problem. Still going undefeated for two seasons straight. Is that, isn't it three now? No, I think it's only two. I was like, I thought it was like some, some thirty six straight wins. 
Whatever, whatever it was, yeah, they they have been on a roll, demolishing everybody, looking like a mini Alabama from Central Florida. Yeah, Michigan's number eight went ten and two. Um, two weeks ago, there were they 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 controlled their own destiny, but their destiny they didn't control it very well. <laughs> number nine, Florida, nine and three. Number ten, Washington, ten and three. Number eleven, Washington State, ten and two. That brings us to our bowl game. Yes, Iowa State Bowl game. As you know, we are Iowa State fans, and we are very excited to be in the Alamo Bowl. Yes, we are. <laughs> you said they were, like, number 18. They are number 11. They were. Oh. Maybe, maybe see, like, was it, uh, Washington State. Pre- oh, no, previous 10. No, I was wrong. Maybe that was last year. I'm very behind. Anyway, 12 LSU, 13 Texas, 14 West Virginia, 15 Penn State, 16 Fresno State, 17 Utah, 18 Syracuse. 19, Kentucky, 20, Boise, Boise State, 21, Utah State, kind of weird, number tw- 22, Mississippi State, number 23, Iowa State, yay! Well, so we, we, from 21 to 23, it's all states. <laughs> Boise State, U.S. State, Mississippi State, Iowa State. And then there's an A&M, Texas A&M, and then Cincinnati. So, let's continue with our bowl game discussion. So, yes, Alabama is facing Washington State in the Alamo Bowl. That Will be it'll be a very good game, and I'm really I'm really hoping that we win. Well, obviously, but I'm really hoping that I'm really hoping that we can edge these guys out. What do you think? You think we're gonna win? Or do you think we're gonna lose? I think it's gonna be a very good game. I do not know if we will win, but I think it I think it will be decided within ten points. In ten points, and then who thinks gonna win? Hmm. Yeah, I gotta go with Iowa State for this one. They just have too good of a defense. Yeah, our defense definitely got destroyed though in our last game. Yeah, but that was against Drake, and it was the sloppiest field in the world. Yeah, that was very, very bad. All right, so so we're gonna start with our um, college football playoff matchups. Alabama versus Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl. Um, what's your pick? Alabama. Well, yeah. I mean, can I say it? Duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'd have to be a very devout fan in the opponent of Oklahoma to even consider somebody beating Alabama. Unless you're, I don't know, Clemson or something. Yeah. Clemson has, Clemson has like an outside shot to beat him. Yep. Clemson versus Notre Dame in the Cotton Bowl. <sighs> no idea. No idea whatsoever. I haven't really seen any of them play. Clemson and both those teams are undefeated, so I I say it's going to be a close one. Probably decided with a touchdown. I think it's going to be a close one, but I think Clemson is going to be Clemson is the better quarterback. They have the better team, and then uh, so we have Alabama versus Clemson unanimously. Yeah, and then so then we have. The Peach Bowl, number 10, Florida, versus number 7, Michigan. Before we move on, let's pick our um, winners. Okay, keep, keep, keep moving on then. All right, so one. I'm going to pick Alabama, because they're Alabama. Yep, yeah, same with me. <laughs> All right, Peach Bowl, number 10, Florida, versus number 7, Michigan. Um, It's in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. It's, Atlanta, Georgia. It's been being played on December 29th. Um, at noon on ESPN, it's a good, it will be a great game to watch. Um, 
Florida's nine and three, Michigan's ten and two, seven ten versus seven, Florida being number ten and Michigan being number seven. This is gonna be a good game. Florida's like always lurking back there. Like they're a team that's like usually ranked or not ranked. Like is their basketball decent? They're okay. Yeah, I don't know, but, but like not much above okay. Yeah, they're they're mysterious. Those gators. Anyway, so yeah. That that'll be a good game. Next then we have Fiesta Bowl. Woohoo! Number eleven LSU, who's nine and three versus number eight. I thought they were number seven. Number seven UCF, twelve and L. Not sure if that's right. Seven or eight UCF. Highly ranked UCF. <laughs> Location in Glendale, Glendale, Arizona, being played on New Year's Day at one o'clock on ESPN. Pick who's you pick this first game. Oh, man, I'm gonna pick LSU. I mean, UCF is great, but I they I just don't have they haven't played good teams. LSU has played and beat Power Five teams. UCF has not beat Power Five teams. You go on veteran experience over his rookie. Yep. Uh, I'm. Uh, you're gonna hate this, but I'm. I'm gonna put it. In, I have no idea. I'm probably gonna lean towards LSU, but that's not my pick. I uh, fine. I'll pick LSU. Great. So uh, yeah, I don't know though. This is gonna be this is a hard one. Not on the in the Rose Bowl, number nine Washington, who's ten and three versus number six Ohio State, twelve is, and one. Ohio State is like a fix fixation in the orange bowl, in the in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I, I always in. I'm picking Ohio State on this one. I just think that same with me. They they, they have so good. much experience. I think I believe that closes our. Top three games. No, 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 sugar Bowl. I know, top three. And then now for our last one, the Sugar Bowl. Number 15, Texas versus number five, Georgia. This is going to be an incredible game. This is going to be a really good game. It's being played in New Orleans, New Orleans on New Year's Day at 8 o'clock. Isn't that in the Saints Stadium? Don't know. Mercedes-Benz Superdome, number two. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, Georgia, or number five, Georgia, number 15, Texas. You do not want to miss it. So anyway, we'll give you oh, another um, run through on our rankings. The, apparently, number seven at UCF with CBS Sports is where they should be, but they're actually number eight in the college football playoff rankings. Anyway, so yeah, I think that concludes our college football segment. We'll see you in the next segment. Yes, we will see you guys after this. Please save our podcast. And we will see you guys in the next episode. We are releasing the next episode on Wednesday. See you guys then.